Havila Cunnington, and this is Havila's Podcast. I'm really excited you're joining me today as we are jumping back into our third class of our growth series. Now, for those of you that are listening to this podcast in real time, our membership has about 48 hours until we close shop. I know there are a few of you that are considered joining our Truth to Table membership, and even more of you, I receive emails or DMs, even have conversations with you that you're desperately looking for a spiritual mentor. You want someone to teach you, well, secrets to living a vibrant life. And many of you would say, gosh, I would love to have coffee with you or spend some time with you or just hang out with you or work for you. And of course, I would love that. I would love to have you in my life. But you know, Truth the Table allows me to spiritually mentor you like a virtual mentor. It allows me to give you what God's speaking to me in my heart, to empower you, to give you some shortcuts, maybe the, the places I took the long way around. I'm going to help you get there faster. And I'm also going to encourage you like a big sister or a spiritual mother or a pastor in your life. So if you're looking for that type of leadership and that kind of spiritual inspiration and key person in your life, I think you should consider our Truth to Table membership because this is a place where you can find like-minded people. You get weekly classes. There's monthly themes, but you also, well, you have me. I get to be in your life encouraging you and hopefully inspiring you to live your best life now. So if that's something you're considering, um, don't delay because I don't want the doors to close and you to miss your seat. Uh, For the rest of you, or I guess for all of us, we're going to jump right back into our class on on development. And one of the key things that I speak about in this class that I want you to really take note is I say the phrase, if you miss the season, you'll miss the moment. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. We'll jump into the class and I'll catch you on the other side. I'm excited to continue our series on the topic of growth. We've been really exploring the idea that if we do some subtle shifts in our everyday life, we can grow the life that we want to grow in God. It's that easy if we give ourselves to it. And so today we're going to talk more about the idea of development. How do we grow this life? Now, I was thinking back about this moment in my life many years ago when I was a brand new mom. And I was a 29-year-old brand new mom. And at that point, I had been on staff at a church. So I was leading worship and I was a worship pastor for eight years at this specific church. And so I was in the the rhythm of being a worship pastor, which meant we had five services and I had teams that had to fill all of those services. And we had set lists. And I I also had to manage the sound teams and the media and making sure that they all work together for this worship experience every Sunday. And so I was in this rhythm of doing that. And then I got married to my husband, Ben, and quickly got pregnant. About three months later, we were pregnant. And within the first year, our anniversary, well, I was in labor (laughs) having a baby. And so in about a year and a half, everything shifted for me. And I was still leading worship when I could. I had taken a, a little bit of a maternity break, but I was back in the back in the saddle and I was about to lead again. And there was one Sunday morning, I'll never forget this. I'm on stage and we're getting, we're having a warm-up. And I had had Judah, and one of my friends walked in and she said, I'll hold the baby for you. And I said, Okay, great. And I think he was about, I'd say, four months old. 
And so I handed Judah off to my friend and I was leading the team. And all of a sudden I saw her, um, a friend of hers that she was with, she handed the baby to, and he was an usher and he was a dad, but I didn't really know him. And we were a small church and the small people, a group of us was not that many people in the room. So I think he felt like he was kind of part of the family. And I saw him take Judah and he walked out into the lobby, which you could kind of see, but not fully. And all of a sudden, this panic part of me as a mom thought, he's taking my baby away. And I had this kind of conflict of, I have an entire team who got an, there an hour and a half early and we're in the middle of the set list. And there's I've done all this work to be there and they've all left their families to be here, but I'm a mom and that's my baby. And you just took my baby out of the room. And there was a split second where I didn't really know what to do. And then I just looked at the team and said, just a minute. And I walked right through that auditorium and I went and grabbed Judah and held Judah. And I had this dilemma internally. And the dilemma was, um, was that my life had shifted, but my internal part hadn't shifted yet, which meant I didn't know quite what to do. I just knew something was different and I needed to, I needed to change. And I even looked back and I felt embarrassed because the, even the hesitancy of me going, should I get off the stage or should I get the baby or should I not? I felt humiliated that I would even hesitate. Like, oh, I, I mean, a good mom would have known. And now with four kids, of course, I would be like, sorry, peace out. I'm getting my child. But there was a dilemma because when we miss seasons, have you ever done this where you miss a season and then you you have kind of your old person, the old self, and then the new self and the, con- the conflict in the middle of it. I see people do this all the time. They get married and they want to hang out with their friends that are out there, you know, single and ready to mingle, but they're married and they don't really know how to fit into that comfortably. Or I'll see different ones where they've been in high school and they've been living at mom and dad's house. And then all of a sudden they have bills and they have responsibilities, but they're, they're sh- the shifting of the season is hard and it, it adds conflict because, you know, we don't always get the benefits of last season, but sometimes we have to let something go to pick something else up. And that, that kind of transition is very difficult. I understand that. I get that. I turned 40 this year. The same thing is like, I went and worked out with a bunch of my girlfriends and I was the one three days later that was sore walking up the stairs. They were like, hey, I did two more two more uh, workouts. I'm like, wow, good for you. I'm still, when I go to sit on the back, on the toilet, my, my legs hurt. Like that's where my life is at because I'm 40. So seasons shift. And, and what I think I want to communicate today is that if we miss the season, we will miss the moment. This is critical to our spiritual life. If we don't know what season we're in and what stage of development we are in, we can oftentimes miss it entirely and hesitate and not realize that we're not that person anymore. That is not our lives anymore. And so in order to develop our spiritual life, we have to be really clear on what season we're in and to really acknowledge that the season you were in is not the season you're in today. And we have to acknowledge that. So I think about this scripture that G- that God talks about. In Ecclesiastes, um, one of the one of the, the writings is really clear on timing. We use this a lot when we talk about timing, but I'm going to read it to you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. This is the Message Bible. It says this, There is an opportune time to do things, the right time for everything on earth, the right time for birth and another for death, a right time to plant and another to reap, a right time to kill and another to heal, a right time to destroy and another to con- construct, a right time to cry and another to laugh, a right time to lament and another to cheer, 
a right time to love and another to abstain, a right time to embrace and another to part, a right time to search and another to count your losses, the right time to hold on and another to let go, and the right time to rip out and another to mend, and a right time to shut up and another to speak, amen, and a right time to love and another to hate, and a right time to wage war and another to make peace. And what this is really saying is, is there are seasons, and we have to embrace the season we're in. You know, you're not going to be a good mom if you don't embrace the fact that you're a mom. You're not going to be a great leader if you don't embrace the fact that you're an actual leader and people are depending on you. You're not going to be a great adult if you don't embrace the fact that you're not a kid anymore and that you are now an adult and God sees you as an adult. You're not going to be a great spouse if you don't really see yourself as now laying your life down for someone else and having somebody else in the world that's the most important to you. So really understanding your season and giving yourself permission to let go of the past season and transition to the next is critical. Like, I don't even know how to say this in a way that can communicate the intensity. When you miss the season, you, you're immature. You lack discernment. You, it gets very confusing very quickly. Um, you try to fit into things that you're no longer fit into, and you you lose the sharpness. It's like everything gets dull because you're trying to be who you once were versus becoming who you're called to be. And sometimes that transition is unique. And if you miss it, you don't become that sharp person, that clear person in your community. You become the person that's just quite not in their space. The moment you embrace the space, guess what? things get easier. It's just true. It doesn't mean that life is easier, but there's something about saying, hey, the growing pains I'm experiencing is because I'm becoming this, not because I'm fighting this, right? So it's rather than fighting the past, we're becoming what God has called us to the future of where we're supposed to be. Galatians 6, 9 says something really critical too. It says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get a chance, let us all work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. I love that phrase. I've taken great refuge in that in that phrase. So let's, let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing well. The reason the author said that in the Bible is because the being fatigued was absolutely a part of doing good. There's a, there's a trap in it. There's a reality in it that what we keep doing. And so sometimes we get in seasons and we're like, I've been in this season for a long time. And God's saying, don't grow weary. Keep going. Development takes time. You can't have a baby tomorrow. You get pregnant and it takes you nine months to have that baby. Or it takes you nine months or sometimes three years for the adoption process. It just takes time. So embrace time. Like be good at waiting well. And we'll talk more about this. But you're not going to grow a vibrant life if you don't know how to deal with the mundane, and actually live in the mundane and steward it well. You won't. You've got to embrace the season. And really, most importantly, if you don't, if you miss the moment, if you miss the season, you'll miss the moment. If you miss the season, you'll miss the moment. So here's what I want to challenge you and activate you in this week. There's a picture that we're going to send you. And it's a beautiful picture that was drawn for us. But in this picture, I want you to post this picture on your social media or on your Facebook or Instagram or wherever you kind of hang out online or even on our Truth to Table membership site on our Facebook wall. And I want you to post that picture and underneath it, I want you to write why you're gonna own your year. I want you to own your season. This is why I'm gonna own my season. 
But I want to remind you, if you miss the season, you'll miss the moment. So hashtag grow again, throw that picture up on the private Facebook group or your own wall and just explain why you've chosen to own the season so you don't miss the moment. I love you guys and I'll catch you next week. Well, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed this week's class. And I want to remind you, the reason we're even playing these four classes are really, we wanted to give you a sneak peek of our Truth to Table membership. So what you're listening to is what each of our members receive every single week in their inbox. And we go through a theme every single month to really help you grow. I want to encourage you that membership is just about to close. We have about 48 more hours. So if you're considering joining, uh, I wouldn't delay. Also, I have a special gift for you. If you are listening to this podcast, then you can look in the show notes and find a special deal for membership. We're going to take 50% off your first month of membership and maybe encourage you to make the leap. Again, I'm always honored that you give me a little bit of your time. I love that you sit at my table and I hope we can do this more often. Don't forget to leave me five stars. You know, I would absolutely love that. And it really helps other people find our podcast. That's why it's more essential. And lastly, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. I love you guys and I'll catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,